Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, grow you as a disciple, and help you serve His purpose. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We need connection in life. Paul preached a brilliant message about that last week. Without connection, we are living half a life. We are living a lonely life. And that's not how God designed us to live. He designed us to live in connection, in community. But you know, something just as bad as living a lonely, disconnected life is living a connected life where our connections are unhealthy. Who believes that? Hmm. So here are some signs of unhealthy connections. A lack of communication. Power imbalances. A lack of mutual respect. A lack of boundaries. Abuse, manipulation, unhealthy dependence. Gee, they're lots of big words, aren't they? But they happen. And any of these behaviours will lead to unhealthy relationships. I am an observer in a relationship at the moment, not in this church, and I am, I feel like my hands are tied. There is manipulation, there is lack of boundaries, there is abuse, and I'm observing this and feeling like, God, I don't know what I can do. And the reason I don't know what I, I, I think I, I can't do anything is because the person involved will not stand up and say, enough, this is not okay. And until that happens, nothing's going to change. Thank you, Jesus. All I can do is pray, which is not all. What I can do is pray. That is powerful. Today I want to talk about communication and conflict resolution because our relationships will only be as healthy as our ability to communicate and resolve conflicts. Is that true? Yes. When Paul and I did pre-marriage counselling 500 years ago, 37 and a half years ago I think, I can't remember, um, they told us that communication was one of the five foundational building blocks of marriage and they were right. Unhealthy relationships are often marked by patterns of ineffective communication. So here are some examples. Not talking about your problems. Avoiding difficult issues. Expecting the other person to be a mind reader. Not listening Getting defensive, stonewalling to avoid confronting problems. And I have done all of these. Anyone else in the room done all of these? Dear God, help us in our relationships. Help us with our communication. Help us to, to resolve conflicts, I pray. Proverbs 18:21 says the tongue can bring life or death those who love to talk will reap the consequences Ah the talkers 
I'm the opposite. You wouldn't think that, would you? But I am. Our communication can bring life or death. Healthy relationships require us to use our tongue to bring life. See, I expect my husband to read my mind. And he can't. Even after all this time. He can't read my mind. So he said something to me yesterday. And I said to him, honey, and it wasn't even bad. It was actually, there was nothing wrong with what he said. I said, honey, you know when you say that, this is what I hear. And he went, really? I said, yeah, really. Because he can't read my mind. I said, it's just a girl thing. And he just went. (sighs) So how do we go at communicating? Are our relationships healthy when it comes to communication? You know, I just need help. I know I need help in my communication. So here's some practical examples from emotionally healthy relationships, which I have said before. We're just going to look at this briefly and then I'm going to talk about conflict resolution. Appreciate other people. These are the ways, some of the ways that we can have effective and healthy communication. Appreciate the people that you're communicating with. Ephesians 4.29 says, Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Because sometimes we think, oh man, they're doing a great job. Gee, I'm so thankful that they've done that. And we think all these things in our head, but they don't come out of our mouth. And so people don't know how much we appreciate them. And it's expressing appreciation is really important to the life of any community or the life of any relationship. I appreciate that Paul went over to our next door neighbour and got lemons from her tree for me. And I told him. (laughs) He didn't steal them. We had permission. We have permission. Barb has told us. He knocked on the door first, guys, sorry, and asked. We're pastors. I appreciate that the creative team get here early every week. I appreciate that. I need to tell them that. What can you appreciate in your relationships today? Tell them. If you're sitting next to someone, tell them quickly. Tell them something you appreciate about them. (laughs) Come on. If you're sitting next to no one, then it's okay. Now, how about this? How about when you need to talk about something that's tricky? Does anyone ever do that? Mm, anyone go, I can't talk about that. So it's just... Ecclesiastes 10 says this, Fools base their thoughts on foolish assumptions, so their conscience will be wicked... <laughs> this is such a wild scripture. So their con- conclusions will be wicked madness. Let's not, be wic- let's not have wicked mad conclusions... Assumption. Assumption happens in every relationship. And when there's assumption, quite often it's a negative assumption, isn't it? We assume the worst. They're not talking to me, so therefore they are angry. Actually, no. 
They've just got a lot on their mind. They've just got pain in their body. You know, we just assume. How about instead of jumping to a negative assumption when we don't have all the facts, we can use this tool. This is a tool that's good to help us slow down and ask questions rather than making an assumption. Instead of assuming someone who hasn't replied to your text or your call or email is ignoring you or doesn't value you, say, I'm curious about why you didn't get back to me. Because that's not, you're not blaming them, you're just asking them. Instead of assuming they didn't clean up because they're lazy, (laughs) I'm curious why you didn't clean up when you said you would. Next one. Proverbs 15 says this, everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It is wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. God, help us in our relationships to say the right thing at the right time. It's normal for relationships to have things going on in them that at least one person doesn't like. Yeah? Yeah. So this idea is to help with those little irritations that everyone must deal with. Because I don't always find it easy to let someone know that what I don't like what they're doing. Maybe, maybe you're on the other side. <laughs> but I, I find it hard. But it's better to get things out in the open rather than to stew on them and then explode later. So here's, here's the thing. I notice that you leave your clothes lying around all over the house. I prefer that you pick them up and take them to your room. I noticed that, this is my husband saying this to me, I noticed that when we were talking to that person and I said something you didn't agree with, you rolled your eyes. I only ever did it once. <laughs> I prefer you didn't do that. It makes me feel disrespected. So how, how, I didn't know. Because, and this can open the door to more open communication because then we know what's important to the other person. We, Paul and I have learnt what is important to each other by doing this because we cannot read each other's mind. So, conflict resolution. Disagreements can be handled on a very, very large spectrum to ignoring it and hoping it will go away, burying your head in the sand... Problem, what problem? We don't have a problem. Two, exploding like a volcano. And there's lava. And people get burnt. And relationships suffer. How do you conduct yourself during an argument? Me, I used to withdraw. And so it's been a... A journey to learn to get my words out. Unresolved conflicts are the greatest, are one of the greatest tensions in people's lives. We don't like them. Sometimes we don't know what to do about them. Maybe we're a person, I'm like this, who doesn't want to risk causing damage and so I just try and ignore it, which means settling for a false peace. Hoping against hope that the problem will go away. Magically. But it won't. It never does. 
Some people think that false peace is better than no peace and in the very short term that may be true but the result of dealing with conflict in our relationships is in this way is that we end up with a weak relationship where there is a compounding number of issues that cannot be discussed. Well, we can't talk about that and we can't talk about that and oh my gosh, we definitely can't talk about that. So there's a tension and really it's just pretense and our relationships get built on lies and and they're not healthy. Relationships must be built on truth and mercy. Psalm 85 verse 10 says, Mercy and truth have met together, righteousness and peace have kissed. Mercy without truth supports and affirms the other person but keeps them in denial about the issues that need to be discussed and resolved. Mercy without truth, an example, a child who you keep enabling and what they really need is to hit a wall. That's all mercy. Truth without mercy is harshness. It gives information but in such a way that it can't actually be heard and that's not helpful either. Here's an example. Someone's done something and you say to them, well, you really did a bad job. That's not helpful. Might be true, but that's not what they need to hear to get better. The better way is to say, well, maybe there's some growth. This is a growth area for you. But if you do this, John's laughing, and this, I can really see you being able to da-da-da-da-da. We need mercy and we need truth when we're um, solving difficult conflicts in our relationships. Part of the reason resolving conflicts can be difficult is because we may have misinterpreted this verse in the Bible that talks about peacemaking. Matthew 5 verse 9 says, God blesses those who work for peace for they will be called children of God. You may have heard this verse say, blessed are the peacemakers. I really like this translation that I read. God blesses those who work for peace because getting peace is often work. It's hard work. Very hard. It's not pacifying. It's not appeasing people who are upset and making sure you don't rock the boat. Peace at any cost. When there's an issue, it needs to be dealt with. And so we deal with it. Working for peace is not ignoring difficult issues and problems. That's false peace. And there's no blessing from that. Maybe a spouse is being treated badly and they stay silent. But they're passive-aggressive, cold shoulder. Parents who are being overly involved in adult kids' lives or child raising and they just let it go. A friendship that is one-sided. You go to a restaurant and you think we're going to split the bill. (sighs) And you think just, you know, however many people there, you just divide it by those many people. And you have very little money and you just buy a salad and a 
carrot. <laughs> Whatever. You can't buy a carrot, you know. You spend $5 on your meal and they spend 45 <laughs> But you don't want to cause a conflict. You know what I'm saying. Conflict is normal, important and necessary if relationships are to enter the next level of growth and maturity. And I want to have mature relationships in my life. In fact, the more mature our relationship, the more we're able to talk about disagreements and conflicts rather than just pretending they don't exist. La, 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 la. Jesus is such a great example of this. He didn't settle for false peace. If there was an issue to be dealt with, he dealt with it. He disrupted false peace. His disciple Peter was doing so well. And then he said something and then... Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. I mean, that's fairly disrupting. The crowds wanted him to stay. You can come up, guys. The crowds wanted Jesus to stay, and he didn't. He just kept going. The religious leaders, Jesus continually disrupted them. Jesus brought disruption in order to bring true peace. He didn't avoid conflicts. He didn't just appease people. He didn't ignore tensions. He didn't ignore difficulties. True peace will never come by pretending that what is wrong is right. Never. When we decide that we won't avoid conflicts or try and appease someone there will be disruption it will be uncomfortable it will be tense and at times you may think what have I done Paul and I call it going down the dark tunnel but there is light at the other end if you can get through it but if it's done correctly and maturely there will be real peace and real blessing in the relationship at the end and the relationship will be more intimate and more strong and that's what we want isn't it that's what we want some of you here this morning are trying to keep the peace you're trying to ignore things that need to be discussed encourage you to bring some things out into the light now I want to pray for that this morning but I also want to say if you don't feel equipped ask for help we have so many great people in our church who can help with this who would love to help because unhealthy relationships are the hardest thing God wants them, our relationships to be healthy, to be strong, to be mature. Okay. I'm just going to pray. I'm going to do two things. I'm going to pray for relationships. Then I'm going to do something else. Let's close our eyes.
Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're here. Father, I pray right now. Lord, I, Lord, there's heaviness in some people hearing this message today because they're carrying things around. They're trying to juggle. They're trying to keep the peace. But it's a false peace. And God, I ask right now for a way through for these people, for these relationships. God, I pray for hope. I pray for strength. I pray for courage. And I pray for people to come alongside these, these relationships, God. I ask you for a way through. Thank you, Jesus, for healing. Thank you that you bring what is needed, that you bring answers, that you bring direction. Thank you, Father. Touch every relationship, I pray with those people in this room and those who are with us online today. In Jesus' name, thank you, God. And if you're here this morning and and you've never asked Jesus, the most important relationship you and I will ever have, is to ask Jesus to come into your life. And if you've never done that today, the last thing I want to do before I finish is to invite you to pray a prayer a prayer of asking Him, a prayer of dedication. Maybe you need to recommit your life. Please pray with us together. Let's pray this prayer out loud. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming to earth and dying for my sin. Forgive me for my sin. I ask you to come into my heart. I choose to give control of my life to you. Help me to follow you for the rest of my days. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.